Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm Natalie Gutromsen. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Icelandic Roots podcast, where we celebrate the heritage, culture, and history of Iceland through stories, music, and interviews with interesting people. Icelandic Roots is a nonprofit organization that was founded in 2013 in North Dakota. Our shared mission is to preserve and promote Icelandic heritage, culture, and language while providing education on these topics to our community and beyond. Our organization is run by passionate volunteers from the United States, Canada, Iceland, Australia, and even Brazil, with expertise ranging in topics from genealogy, history, folklore, geomapping, computer science, and more. Membership information can be found on our website, www.icelandicroots.com. As part of our mandate to provide education on Icelandic heritage, we currently publish a weekly blog to our website and share important stories across our social media accounts. In this podcast, you'll hear a two-part interview with the founder and director of Icelandic Roots, Suna Firstenau. Stick around to the end of the podcast because we feature a beautiful new song from Icelandic Canadian singer-songwriter Sigrun Stella. Hi, Suna. Welcome to the Icelandic Roots podcast, our first ever. We're pretty excited about the opportunity to introduce this great nonprofit to a new audience. So let's talk about Icelandic Roots. I know we have some new listeners out there who would like to hear what we're all about. So what is Icelandic Roots all about? So Icelandic Roots is totally about community and anything and everything Icelandic. So we have a big, huge database that has genealogy, history, famous people, maps, and such. But we also have more. So there is all kinds of really fun things to do, even if you don't like genealogy. So it started way back, decades ago, genealogy that I like to do on my own family. And then it kind of grew into doing it for other people. And then in 2012, I visited Iceland and I wanted a way to write about my trip and about the places I was visiting and the places that I would do a presentation at. So I started a blog called Icelandic Roots and it was super fun. I shared photos and info about the country. And then in 2013, the person who had the database in Iceland that we all worked with, people from all across the world, his name was Halfdan Helgeson. He wanted to retire and he entrusted his work to me. And so I rolled this genealogy database into Icelandic Roots and then it became two different databases, two websites, and uh, one that's a blog and a free website, and then one that's a database where people can access their information. So just super cool. And it just keeps continuing to grow. Yeah, it is growing. It celebrated its seventh anniversary this past November. And I'm just amazed at all the growth that's happened. The database is so stuffed with information. More than 740,000 people in there and all the 22,000 photos and other media. Tell me more about the, the community itself. Who's involved? Sure. So there's different communities. So the community that one little piece of it is the database, the people who work on the database. So they are experts in genealogy, Icelandic genealogy from Canada, Iceland, the United States, 
Australia and Brazil because there's some Icelanders that went to Brazil. And within that genealogy team, there's specialists that add media. There's another specialty team that works on the interactive maps. There's another specialty team that works on the immigration and the passenger lists and the ports and the ships. And so that's the database part. But then there's the social media part and the, these little chats that we have on the side and writing. And there's just so much. It's not just about genealogy, but about everything Icelandic. Yeah. I'm also a member and I just love being able to poke around, look up my Icelandic ancestors and you know all the way to the 900s, which is amazing. And where they lived who they married, their kids, and then, of course, finding all the connections, who I'm related to. And it's funny, my on the other hand, my brother, he kind of glazes over when I start talking about the 1500s and our great, 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 greats. But he loves history. He loves old photos. So he's enjoying it, too. So the idea that it's that it's not just genealogy, it's a way to connect with other people. And you've seen that over the years, all the connections and families finding each other. Is there any particular ones that stand out? Yeah, well, the um, one of the features that we have with Icelandic Roots is called Cousins Across the Ocean. And George Freeman started a genealogy center at August the Deuce, which is an Icelandic heritage celebration in Mountain, North Dakota and Northeast North Dakota. So it's been going on, you know, since the beginning of a of time up there when the Icelanders came to North Dakota. And it happens the long weekend of the first weekend in August for Canadians when they have the Islandigadagrin is on Monday and we have our big days on Saturday. But in 2003, George started a genealogy center at August the Deuce. And so we're open Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays of the that weekend. And we have hundreds and hundreds of people that come through and we just do it as a volunteer and of course, George has passed now and I miss him so much, but his Cousins Across the Ocean, I started it with him that very first year and how we called it that, where we were doing genealogy for Icelanders who were coming to North America for August the Deuce and Island Dingadagarin. So we would find their cousins in North Dakota and Manitoba. And the official name started when I was helping out a couple of sisters who live in Milton, North Dakota. And I had helped them many times before and a whole busload of Icelanders came in the door. So I said to them, hey, you know, can I help these guys? Cause they have to get on the way in the bus. So can you come back later? So they left and one person went to sit with George and one person came to sit with me just randomly. And the guy plopped his paperwork down in front of me and said, can you help me find these people? Of course, he had not let us know ahead of time, which they were supposed to, <laughs> but he um, puts it down. So I run my fingers quickly over the page to see if I recognize any names. And guess what? The people he is related to were the, the sisters who were just leaving the room. So I stood up like a crazy woman and, hey, 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 come back, come back. You guys are cousins. <laughs> oh, I love it. And so um, 
then it was wonderful, of course. And that's when the official Cousins Across the Ocean started. And so we still continue that today, but people can send us their information for free and we enter their names into the database so that it's preserved forever. For generations to come, we'll have that information and keep track of people who are Icelandic. And so the database is very fun with lots of different features. And of course, all, all volunteers. And then if anyone wants to be a member so that they can poke around and see their ancestors, there's so many cool things on there, like the relationship calculator. So you and I, Jackie, we can put our two names in there and click the calculate button and see exactly how we're related and who our common ancestor is. And then go to their famous Icelanders tab and find information on people from the sagas or before the kings and queens and Vikings back in the old days, or to the new people of today, like those handsome soccer players or football, they call it (laughs) in Iceland. See how we're related to them or to the president of Iceland nowadays or to each other. Super fun. That is a very compelling part, the relationship calculator. And I believe you and I are sixth cousins, maybe yeah. fifth through some other route. People can look up and see how they're related. And it's it's really fun. Is your whole family as interested in genealogy and Icelandic roots as you are? Or is it just you? <laughs> Most of them, they just contact me and say, how am I related to this person? I met them and they're Icelandic. And I say, go to the database. You have a membership, go there and check it out. And so, you know, they will, but they're not as much into it. And when I took my sisters to Iceland, their comments were, you're like a walking encyclopedia. And, you know, they enjoy it and they like the stories and stuff, but they just aren't as into it as me. But then there's so many other offerings within Icelandic Roots, like the blog posts that are written are so interesting and it's just a little snippet. And so then they can read that little snippet and learn a little bit about our history. They can see some photos. They can be on the Facebook page or Instagram and now the podcast. So they can get a little bit of it without being overwhelmed by someone like me. And uh, we do webinars and seminars and training and new member training. And we have a Sam Tall Hour where people can come and talk about travel or new regulations with whatever is happening in the world today. And we do a fitness challenge where we can just be happy that we're Icelandic or even like Markerville, Alberta, they had 23 people on their fitness challenge team last year. And I don't know, less than half a dozen of them are really Icelandic, but they just took part in it to be part of the community and to have fun with other people that they know who are Icelandic. And they actually have a lot of people there that help support the Icelandic buildings. So, you know, you don't have to be Icelandic to be a part of it. And you don't have to be into genealogy to be part of Icelandic roots. It's just about being Icelandic or loving Iceland and wanting to learn more. I like all the different offerings you have. People can, whatever interests they have, they can find other people who share those interests and start their own thing. Learning the Icelandic language through Icelandic roots. There's resources for those who are traveling to Iceland like some, you know, secret tips. And on that note, do you have any special secret tips for those who are planning to travel to Iceland? Well, if you are Icelandic and you have not joined Icelandic Roots Database yet to see the amazing mapping feature, you must come and check it out because 
We have uh, specialists in mapping, in geotagging locations, and they have geotagged all the Icelandic places and put them on a map. So when you go to your family's page, say your great-great-grandfather's page and great-great-grandmother's pages, when you click on their pages, or if you're on yourself and you click on your ancestors page, a really cool map pops up with pins with all of the places that your family lived. So if you're planning a trip to Iceland, you can zoom right in and learn the exact map and what route you need to take to go to see your family farms. And when I did take my sisters there, they were like, do we have to go stand on the farms, you know, that nobody's there anymore? Or, you know, they didn't really know what they wanted to do or see some of the cousins. And when we got back, that was their favorite parts was visiting with the cousins and meeting some of the people and standing on the farms where our ancestors stood. That was so very powerful to them. And even if they didn't know that at first, it w- it's really quite interesting how that affects people. My daughter experienced that when she went to Iceland a couple years ago as a teenager. She went to see where her great-great-grandfather was born, the farm. My great-grandfather, her great-great. And then she came back to America and we went to a family reunion near Garter, North Dakota. And I took her to see a grave. And there it was, great-great-grandpa's grave. And at that moment, the look on her face when she looked at that headstone and realized that, you know, she was saw his birthplace and there he there he rested. So it's making connections real. What I personally find about Icelandic roots are really amazing. Yes. And when you go to their page in the database, it's not just names and dates. You know, there's photos and we get messages from our members all the time. I've never seen this photo of my family. I didn't know I was connected to this other family. I didn't know this. And even people who've done genealogy for their whole life are surprised at a passenger list or a photo of the ship that they came over on or information about a child that was left behind in Iceland. And now they have a ton of cousins in Iceland that they're related to. Or in my instance, A third of our family stayed in Iceland, a third went to Canada, and a third went to the U.S. So we have close relatives all over the place. And unless your family was really good about keeping track of everyone, it's a big surprise to a lot of people how they're related. Icelanders and Icelandic descendants live all over the globe. Stay connected to your shared Icelandic story by taking part in our Cousins Across the Ocean project. If you have Icelandic ancestry, then please fill out the free form on our secure, nonprofit genealogy site and preserve your family information for future generations. Go to IcelandicRoots.com, click on the Services tab, and go to Cousins Across the Ocean. Thank you. We can't wait to meet you. Let's move on now to part two of our interview with Suna Fristinau. Tell us what makes Icelandic Roots different from other genealogy services. Well, that's a fun one to answer because I think the number one thing that makes Icelandic Roots different is that we're all volunteers and that there are people who live all over Canada, all over the United States, in Iceland. And there's also a person from Brazil and one of our genealogists who 
was living in Australia, but now is in Iceland. So we have talented people from all over the place, which then they know the resources, they know the area, they know the place names. And so we can do it really well by knowing more about each area. Yeah, that's awesome. And tell us more about how Icelandic Roots gives back to the community. There's all kinds of ways that the volunteers help people and help organizations. So we help the members and the individuals by doing a lot of education and training and tutorials. And we help everyone understand the places, the immigration, their travel routes. We help them to know about resources where they can find out more about their family. And then also with the memberships, which, you know, each of our members pays a fee. With those fees, we give heritage grants, scholarships uh, for learning Icelandic language and for Snorri and for the uh, Gimli Icelandic camp. Also to fix old Icelandic graves and headstones and churches and buildings. And then there's also just the everyday work that we do for, of course, the social media, which this is going to be Uh something new, which is cool. But there's also talented writers that are working on the blog and the social media and the closed Facebook group where people can get together and learn about so many cool things. It's just a big community with so much to offer. It's not just, you know, genealogy or it's not just, you know, looking at a pretty picture on the Facebook page. It's so much more. Right. And it is such a great way to connect people who, you know, not everyone lives in an Icelandic center. You know, a lot of people are all across North America or, you know, as we know, Australia even. So to be able to come together with Icelandic roots, I think that's one of the best parts. I do too. And, you know, we have really had a lot of success with something we call Tuesday tips or the Samtal hour where people get together and discuss things. And, you know, every month, it seems like we have something new and Maybe you can tell us a bit about some of the exciting things that are lined up for 2021. Yeah, sure. So one of the coolest things, I think, is this um, writer's society that you are heading (laughs) up, which, you know, you're the one that really should tell everybody about it. It's so, so interesting, Natalie. Yeah, well, we're hoping to launch the Icelandic Roots Writer's Society which would be for any Icelandic Roots member to join. Anyone who's a professional writer, wants to be a writer, is a hobby writer, anyone who loves writing, to create a little community where we can share tips on how to stay inspired, how to get over writer's block, how best to chart out your family story, answer questions about you know self-publishing, whatever it is you can bring to the table or whatever questions you want to ask that you can bring. We'll have a Facebook group just for that and a few events during the year. But um, Suna, tell us what else is exciting that is lined up for 2021. 
Sure. But first, I need to say thank you, guys. The social media team for Icelandic Roots is so awesome. <laughs> you guys just do such a great job. And the writers for the blogs, I mean, it's just professional writing all the time. And we have so many new and interesting things that the social media puts out. It's unique information and so interesting and varied. So thank you for the podcast, the Writer Society, the, you know, the Sam Tall Hour, the the everything you guys are doing. It's just really great. And, you know, we are going to start a new membership option coming soon because there's, you know, the mostly the memberships have been circled around the genealogy database. Right. But I know in my own family, my sister's they're like, yeah, right. You know, we don't really care about the genealogy, but we want to support Icelandic roots and we want to be part of it and we want to be a member. But, you know, I don't really care if we look at the database. And so they're not into genealogy at all. And maybe I'm hoping that when they're older, they will be <laughs> more like me. But we are going to offer this lower priced membership for people that want to be a part of the Writer's Society or the Sam Tall Hour and get together and talk with um, other people from Icelandic Roots, or maybe they just want to be a supporting member. So it'll be um, $25 a year, and that's going to be coming up soon. And then the Virtual Fitness Challenge is also going to be run again this year. We did it last year, and it was a huge success. It was virtual. <laughs> and with People staying at home more and people from all over the world wanting to, you know, participate in something fun. This fitness challenge really fit the bill. And it was actually people that we don't even know most of them. They were new and they just wanted to be Icelandic and be part of something. And this year it's going to be super fun because we're going to do a trek around Iceland and there'll be a map and you'll see your progress on the map. So we have uh, that coming up. And of course, there's always something new with the database. We have amazing IT guys who are constantly upgrading the database, creating new features, new reports, new information. And then of course, the genealogists who add over 2000 people every single month for the past seven years. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's an awesome team. It really is. Yeah, I'm really honored to be a part of it. And, you know, as the as the team grows and we get more talented people and we have a media team that just adds media to the database. We have a person who all they work on is making sure the cemeteries are are correct. And well, he does actually a lot of stuff, but that's one of the things that he does. And then there's data validation reports and people who work on that and places and maps and immigration information. It's, it's actually quite overwhelming, all the inf information that's being added and all of the talented people who are working on Icelandic Roots, all as volunteers. So one of the main projects that Icelandic Roots sponsors with grants and scholarships is the Snorri program. 
Do you want to tell us more? Yeah, sure. But really, you would be the great person to talk about that because you were a Snorri and that is um, how you got involved is in the Snorri program. But I'll just say that for me and for Icelandic Roots, we believe that the Snorri program is the future of keeping our Icelandic heritage alive in North America. To have young people travel from Canada and the U.S. to Iceland and learn about their ancestors, get connected with their cousins, go on the trip, learn a little bit of Icelandic and the heritage and just be there in Iceland, it is really amazing. And then we get great people like you and other Snorris who do translations and go back there for school and go there to live. And I mean, I'd love to hear just a little bit from you, Natalie, about how important it was for you to stay connected to your Icelandic story. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I did the Snorri program in 2014. And, you know, I'd always known about it. Um, I always saw an advertisement in the, the Icelandic Canadian Club of BC in their newsletter every year. They would promote it. And in high school, I knew about it. And I thought, oh, I can't wait till I'm old enough to go. And at the time I did it, it was, you had to be between 18 and 28 years of age. And they recently, they just this year changed it to between 20 and 30. Um, so it's a larger window if you're in your 20s to go, but you do have to be 20 to apply. But it was, um, you know, six weeks in Iceland. The first two weeks were, um, we got to see the city of Reykjavik and go to museums and sit in on presentations about, you know, like university lecture style of history and culture. And um, we had language lessons. So it was like a crash course in beginner Icelandic, which uh, it still helps to this day, but I would like to get better. Um, and then we you know, obviously we were given genealogy and we were shown more about our emigrating ancestors, but, you know, enough to get you interested, but not as much as I learned later on from Icelandic roots. But, um, so we had two weeks in Reykjavik and getting to know the group and getting to know about Iceland. Then we were sent off for three weeks to live with relatives. And a few of them knew their relatives that they were staying with, but most of us didn't. And for me, that was the most incredible part to like meet Icelanders who we had a connection three, four generations ago and maybe didn't fully realize until we met each other and saw it on paper. And, you know, my family was just so welcoming and nice and very generous with their time. So that, you know, I still talk to them today. Um, and then the last week of the program, we did this, all of us, uh, participants got back together and we went on a week long, um, road trip where we actually just got to see, you know, some of those iconic landscapes you see on Facebook and Instagram. And that was really neat. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget the Snorri experience. And I know I'm not the only one because we have... Uh, these two other current Snorri alumni volunteers, 
another one works on this podcast. Yeah, there's a lot of Snorries and, and Snorri Plus, which is for older people. We have a lot of Snorri Plus volunteers from Icelandic Roots. And I also know that the Snorri program, there are people who have taken leadership roles in the local Icelandic clubs and mm-hmm. done some amazing, amazing things and and moved to Iceland and lived there and married Icelanders. So, um, you know, the story will go on. And that's the important thing to me is that Icelandic Roots is recording history that's happening in the past. And we're preserving that for our future generations. So our grandchildren and great-grandchildren who will come after us, they'll be able to know their Icelandic story, and they'll know how they're connected. And I think that's the most important thing that Icelandic Roots is doing is keeping those connections strong between people of Icelandic descent in North America and the people who live in Iceland that were born and lived in Iceland. Because when our immigrating ancestors left, that was a very, very hard time in Iceland And it was very difficult for them to leave. And most of them really, really had to struggle with leaving Iceland. And then there's some who stayed in Iceland who struggled with staying in Iceland. Or, you know, they were happy to stay in Iceland to take over the farm or to take over the fishing. But there wasn't enough work for everyone. And there wasn't enough food for everyone. And it was a hardship for the the time of year, the, you know, the cold, the starvation, the illness, the volcanoes, there wasn't enough food for everyone. And so, you know, I know that Valdir from Hafsos always jokes around and says, I'm so glad you people all left so that there was more for my family to eat. (laughs) Uh, Dark, but funny because it's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, I think that we all have to be honoring our ancestors, whether they left, whether they stayed, and, you know, even what happened to them. And some went back to Iceland, some moved back and forth between Canada and the U.S., some went to Brazil. So we just have to honor these people and keep the history alive and the connection strong. And that's what Icelandic Roots is trying really hard every day to do. Yeah. It's been so great getting to talk to you, Suna, about more about like, what Icelandic Roots is, what it does, and how it's unique. Oh, I just want to thank you and all the volunteers for Icelandic Roots. Without the volunteers, we would not be able to accomplish all that we have been able to do in this last seven years, You know, which is really just a very short time for an organization. But I want to thank all the volunteers and I want to thank all the people who are supporting Icelandic Roots, all of our members, all the people who come to the webinars, seminars, Sam Hour, connect with our social media. Thanks to everyone. Great. Thank you so much, Suna. Okay, that brings us to the end of episode one. Thank you to Will Beaton and Jackie Flatten for producing this episode. Thank you to Lindy Voppenfjord for allowing us to play his song, you can learn more about Icelandic culture and heritage on our website and by following Icelandic Roots on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. We now leave you with a song called So Cold by Sigrun Stella. Until next time, Vithsjálmst.
Oh. 